So I'm in this belief that it's like we all have a North Star. That is what drives us, wakes us up. It's fueled by passion. It is resilient beyond belief. And as we're achieving those gold stars that kind of make up the constellations, like they can line up with the North Star. They can be on the path. But a gold star is not going to satisfy you the way that a mission around your North Star will. Hello and welcome to the Lifestyled Podcast, a place where we talk about all things holistic living, personal growth, mindset, career, and more. Here we have open-minded conversations that will inspire you to lead with your intuition and go from dreaming to doing. I'm your host, Erin, and I cannot wait to share this journey with you. So let's hop on into today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode. That clip that you just heard was from today's episode. I'm sitting down with Chelsea Montgomery and I recently attended an online event that she held all about power, purpose, and productivity. And she gave this analogy during her presentation that stuck out to me so much and couldn't stop thinking about it afterwards. And I was like, I have to get Chelsea on the podcast because I feel like you would really enjoy hearing it too and it would bring you a lot of value. So she has this analogy where she talks about the North Star and basically how that's the brightest star in the sky and you know how in the universe there's a bazillion stars out there but we all have that one North Star and yes there are all these amazing gold stars around as well but when we feel most fulfilled and you know most like ourselves is when we are really clear on our North Star and we're sort of going in that direction the entire way and while yes it's great to have the gold stars with us too and collect those along the way as well it's just like never lose sight of that north star so that's sort of one of the overarching themes of today's episode and I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation so Chelsea is actually a clarity coach she does corporate wellness programming she does one-on-ones with clients and she really like dives into peeling back all of the layers and you know getting rid of those negative thoughts and beliefs that are holding people back from what they know they are capable of achieving and she really just like nurtures and helps and um, allows people to step into their true selves so focusing on the plan a that is what it's all about but yeah that's basically what this conversation is in a nutshell i really really hope you enjoy this one and i will catch you on the other side with some of my favorite takeaways Thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining me on today's episode. So what I love to do to start things off, um, just to give a little introduction, I'm a huge fan of hearing like people's career journeys and sort of the stepping stones as to what brought you to where you're meant to be. Um, So I'd love if you could dive deep a little bit, you know, tell us what you do a little bit about yourself and, you know, feel free to go as far back as you want, telling us uh, a little bit about your career journey and how you wound up doing what you're doing. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. I'm really excited to hold this space with you as well as with your community. So a little bit about me. So I'm a clarity coach. I use my training as a certified health and life coach mixed with my entrepreneurial experience to coach peak performers, individuals, businesses, and achieving their goals and making an impact. I'm all about an impact. And I believe that 
impact correlates with uh, your financial success as well as the output of your product productivity. Um, I'm a student of the mind. I love human behavior. I love human potential. I'm an, I'm an insatiable love of learning that I've had since I was a kid. And I love learning more to better serve my clients, both like corporate as well as my one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, I really challenge my clients to explore the thoughts and beliefs that hold them back from what they know they're capable of achieving. And then through my corporate wellness programming, I bring wellness into the workplace, increasing productivity, beating burnout, improving company morale, having people have more purpose and connection to what it is that they're doing, but also building for employees, building a more holistic way that they can approach work so that work is not everything, but is also not a pain within their life or a pain point or a source of stress. Mm -hmm. um, in short, I'm all about getting my clients, both corporate and one-on-one, -on -one, what they want. How I kind of got here was almost 10 years ago, I was in the corporate world. I was working, um, def it was like more of a sales job. And I, one morning just woke up and I was sick and in a lot of pain. And I kind of went into work thinking like, okay, it'll, it'll get better. It'll get better. And it didn't. I ended up in the ER that evening. Oh um, and I just did not get better in that ensued of like a few years of just constant hospital visits, seeing different specialists, trying to figure out very much like why was everything rapidly deteriorating within my body I started to become feel very alien within my body and at that point I was such a you could say like overachiever in a sense I'd really built my identity around my achievements around the work I did around the success I experienced and that was all stripped away from me really mm. in a blink of an eye I ended up having to leave the job I did because at that point it was like, this job can't be done remotely. We can't cater in terms of your needs, um, your different, uh, the different ability I had at that point, which really frustrated me because I knew I could do the job. And it, it sounds so crazy now, especially after the pandemic when everybody's job kind of went remote. Um, it's just at that time, <laughs> that was not something that you could see. So I really felt like I was between this rock and a hard place. I was like, oh, I guess I got to work for myself because the options were limited. That's how I began my entrepreneurial journey. Um, I worked with like startups. I worked with different brands and creating like content or also like helping them establish their business or vision. And that's when it became really clear to me what I was doing was coaching. And when I look back on my life from my very first minimum wage job when I was in high school, I've always ended up in a leadership position or a coaching position of training people to be the best of who they can be and getting to know the people and making the connections so that they can experience success in a way on their own terms. I realized that that's what I was doing. So I wanted to train and better my skills to better serve people in doing this. So that's when I went back, got my certifications in both life and health coaching mix that with my entrepreneurial experience, as I said, and then I launched my business through, and I call it clarity coaching, because it is a hybrid of between, like I work mainly with entrepreneurs on the one-on-one -on -one level. And it's that holistic view of both your life and business, because we're not two different people, we're one person in all that way. And then very much my mission of like, there has to be a better way with how our workplaces work currently. And I don't believe it's an either or in terms of wellness, but it's an and. And that 
employers, especially when we're spending 40 to 60 hours, be that remotely or be that in the office or however it is, that it should not be a point of stress or a point of concern for employees. Like it should that, yes, there's a job to be done and it should not be at the expense of your well-being. Mm-hmm. Oh, so important. I completely agree that I think the pandemic really, really highlighted that for so many people mm-hmm. too and made people question what they're doing or wonder if they were aligned with what they were doing. So what you're doing right now too, especially is so important for, for a lot of people. There's something that you said that I wrote down because I actually just kind of recorded a podcast podcast episode around that the fact that you said that you sort of built your whole identity around your career and you had that like wrapped up in it and then when Mm -hmm. something traumatic happens and your whole life shifts you're sort of left wondering oh crap (laughs) you know what really is my identity outside of this one thing that I had it wrapped up in for so long I feel like the same thing has kind of happened to me recently too where I just had like a huge huge life change and I had a lot of my identity wrapped up in another person also within Mm -hmm. my work life and when all of that kind of stopped and I was left to face myself in the mirror it's it's a whole identity crisis and that's a really really scary thing but yeah I recorded that podcast episode basically basically about what you do is not who you are Um, and I think that's a very important point to drill home how did you I always love to say like we are human beings we're not human doings and I look I look at it as my identity was built off of the stuff that I was doing and I think like that's Mm. a differentiator it's not the stuff I was doing is bad like I I I can honestly say like I liked what I did I was good at it um but if I can was it purpose driven no it was it was very extrinsically driven there was intrinsic things like my being that made me good at the doing mm-hmm. so it was like but I I didn't know how to separate those so everything kind of being stripped away the way I described it it really I had to look in the mirror, as you said, which is really uncomfortable and realize like, okay, so these things that I am, these things that I'm being are actually what made me good at that. And they don't need to be tied together. So using those skills, using those identity markers of as to who I am, how can I use them in a way that aligns with my purpose versus achieving the extrinsic goals of another Mm -hmm. or like chasing another title or another whatever because your self-worth is so wrapped up in inside all of those things I also Mm -hmm. think too you know at parties or whenever you meet somebody new it's just so common for us to ask like oh what do you do that's usually one of the first questions and that's sort of like how people judge each other and there's like this whole of I don't know like a hierarchy of (laughs) yeah and it's interesting because I saw an article about this recently that said like oh we should stop asking people what they do and like part of me agrees with that but part of me also goes like I think part of the reason we ask that question is because it feels safe right like how we can we have a hard time asking ourselves who we are we have a hard time asking ourselves like about we, we don't investigate our being very often, especially when you go and speak to another person that you've just met. Like if you can't talk about your own being with yourself, it's pretty hard to talk about that with somebody else. So I do sometimes think that that question of like, what is it that you do is very reflective as to like what you yourself are comfortable about talking about with yourself. 
I think the pandemic, like this is something that we've all experienced to varying degrees is like throughout the pandemic, I always said this, like, this is the slowest your life will ever be. And sometimes people would say like, okay, but like, I'm really busy with work. I'm like, yeah, no, I I get that. But you also don't have the other distractions. And I think that like, even socially, we can see that, that like, we couldn't, like, even the news cycles, as much as they like, move quickly, we had to sit with things longer, because it's not like there was the events, the way that things typically happen, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of power in this. And this is why we saw so much social change. But also at the individual level it really like you couldn't just go out or you couldn't you weren't busy with having to go to that family function or that friend's birthday or like your to-do list got cut real short during the pandemic so that little voice that maybe was inside was going like hey me 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 like like can we investigate me a bit can we investigate me a bit suddenly with all the noise drowned out it got really loud and got harder to ignore yeah it's like everybody at the same time which will probably never happen again unless there's another pandemic but everybody at the same time was sort of faced to look at themselves Mm -hmm. and I think that's something most of us try to go through life avoiding um, and finding external things that we can sort of throw ourselves into because looking at yourself is a scary scary thing and just from my experience over the past year, uh, exiting a very codependent relationship, moving to a completely different Mm -hmm. city where I don't like know people my own age. It was all as well as being in the middle of a pandemic. Like I just kind of, I felt like I jumped off the deep end a little bit and very much like looked myself in the mirror straight on. And it's a scary place to be. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. (laughs) And it's like, you really have to ask yourself those questions. And I did question a lot this year, like, what the heck am I doing with my life? Like, what do I want to do like who am I behind beside all of the things that I've sort of thrown myself into over the years and I like that that's Mm -hmm. becoming more of a conversation now uh, and that a lot of people are possibly in very similar situations in the same boat and as you mentioned you know something you experienced years ago when you were hit with with an illness and sort of differentiating Mm -hmm. you from your career and that sort of brought you on a completely different path in life and allowed you to build an incredible brand for yourself and now assist others in doing the same thing. So I think that's really, really cool. I love, um, you know, how all of the little experiences in life lead you somewhere. I heard a thing recently too that was like, life is like building a puzzle, but you don't know what the picture is really until you get to the end of it and it's all put together. (laughs) <laughs> for sure uh that, that's yeah no I think that's a great way to put it like it, it's one of those things that you can really only connect the dots in hindsight like mm-hmm. it, and, and as I said like even and I do think that there's the power in looking back to see like because we are patterns right and so yeah for me like especially with the coaching thing like that's how I that's really the way I kind of decide this is what I want to do like even at the time, um, I always say like, I remember going to the airport once and the security guard asked like, okay, what do you do? And this has to be like years ago now. I was like, oh, I'm a coach. And he just looked at me and he was like, like volleyball. I'm like, oh no, you do not want me on a volleyball <laughs> court. Like that is like, that is not good. Um, but like this is, it, so it wasn't really a career path that was well known at that point or it was like one of those things like oh yeah doesn't Oprah have those guys like on her show or something um but like I said when I look back as to like if it's like my first job or if it was like even like school projects or like leadership activities like things like that I my 
thing that my big driver has always been human potential. My big driver is like, I believe we're all like everybody deserves to live their plan A. Everybody deserves to be the truest essence of their self. And I believe that if the world is working in that way, we are better for it. Our society is better for it. As individuals, we are better for it. And so if I get to, I always think of it as like, I get to give a megaphone to that little voice inside. Like my clients already know what they want. They already know what they need, but they haven't been in a space, like the space that I hold with them weekly, like be it one-on-one or even with the group in the corporate wellness where it's like, they have not been in a space where they actually get to investigate that and to really trust themselves again, to live the life they always knew they wanted. Mm-hmm. So powerful. You shared a quote I saw on your social media and it, it really, really stood out to me. So it goes, most people would rather be certain that they're miserable than risk being happy. And yes. Like, Ooh, that is a good one. And that kind of ties into everything that we've just been talking about. What I sort of take from that quote is that it all comes down to us needing to feel like we're in control in our lives mm-hmm. and yeah. that we're safe and that we're comfortable. And we, even if that's in misery, like at least we know what to expect. At least we have sort of yeah. that control over that situation because the unknown is a scary place, but a lot of times happiness is sort of beyond that point where we're not sure how things will unfold. I did mm-hmm. yeah, I'd love to get your take on that, on that quote. I think like, well, honestly, part of it is just like, a, that was a, it resonated for me even personally, because I think like, especially when I was going through, like I said, just like endless doctor's appointments. And it was like, anybody I talked to, especially during those few years of my life like it was literally like oh I'm so sorry like what's wrong like what's wrong so like the certain thing in my life at that point was like my health is deteriorating <laughs> and like all I do is go to doctor's appointments and all I have to do is listen to a doctor tell me like I watched way too much Grey's Anatomy in house so I thought they could figure things out really fast <laughs> and so I was like dealing with like yeah we just don't know what it is but and I'll never forget the one doctor saying to me he's like you really need to reevaluate what your life is going to be and lower those expectations and that was probably one of the biggest motivators for me because even still like be that maybe if you believe in astrology I'm in Aries and it's a mm-hmm. bit of like okay just watch me um but at that point I realized I was so certain that things were just going to go wrong and I was my own self-fulfilling prophecy like I was winning the game I was playing so it was like yeah of course this just goes wrong this is just what it is um, and I think like, even you said about in conversations with people when they ask like, oh, like, what is it that you do? That might be the conversation you have with people that you just meet, but also think of the conversations you have with the people in your life. Like, are they, oh, this is the bad things that happened. Oh, you know, it's so hard. This happened. Oh, it's so hard. This happened. And it's not that those things don't happen, but it's that shift of what do you want to build your identity on? And then like, for me, it was very much like, okay, I don't want to build my, my illness and this like struggle is not the most interesting thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. What is the most interesting thing about me and like building from there? So sometimes with clients and I see this regularly where it's like, we're going, we're going, we're going. I'm like, you know, you are fighting really hard to tell me why you can't do something. And they don't even realize that they're doing it. And I'm like, that's okay. Like that, that's conditioning, right? Like that, that is your, you're trying to avoid risk. You're trying like, this is what you're supposed to do. But what if we believe that it could go right? A caveat to all of this. And I think it's something important to mention is like, yes, 
life is not fair. There are things in life that are not fair and I will never invalidate a lived experience. I believe that like things need to change systemically that I believe that things like we need to work towards that. I think by this with the, it's a bit of like that, it's not my fault, but it's my problem. And if it's my problem, I want the solution. I don't want to invest in the problem. <laughs> I want to invest in the solution. And that's how we enact change, both at the personal level and at a wider level. So it's kind of my take on that where, and you see it, right? Like if you, like you see things through the different lenses that you choose to see things. So it's like often like, yeah, I still have those days, even today before we jump on the podcast, right? Like I was saying, yeah, I had to reset my modem and I did this and did this, but, but like, I'm like, yeah, I have internet, like I'm good. <laughs> My, my, you know what? I could have hotspot my phone if I needed to. And hey, I get to have this amazing conversation. And it's just like those little shifts instead of investing in the certainty of like, yeah, my modem did not want to work today. It's investing in the happiness of like, yeah, but you know what? Now it's working. It's all good. Yeah. yeah I'll be, <laughs> and like what I get for it. It's all like rewriting the story yeah, that we tell sure. ourselves. I do the same thing. And something I've heard that other people do that I've tried to like adopt in my own life is instead of saying like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do yeah. that. I get to do this. Mm-hmm. I get to do that. And coming from that place of gratitude rather than a place of scarcity. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like tangible tips or things that we could like easily maybe implement into our day-to-day lives and in switching that mindset a little bit more like when you can start to recognize like oh I'm coming from like a place of scarcity right now or oh I'm telling myself I can't do this I can't do that like what are some things we can just like I don't know catch ourselves in the moment and I think like especially when you hear language like that with my clients I'd say like it's it's highly reactive language right Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like you're jumping on a roller coaster and it's like you have no say but like for some reason you're choosing to take the roller coaster to be able to get to the exit versus like okay I can't see around the roller coaster but I'd rather walk the path to the exit than go on the roller coaster the only way to do that is if you can evaluate so like I'm a very big believer in mindfulness like meditation and taking like in the first five ten minutes of your day that breathe, that stop, like really evaluating your life as to, okay, where can I add space? So I know that I'm coming from a place of choice and not like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do this. I got to do this. Right. So it's, I think that's the best way, like I said, to give yourself a responsiveness and some space. I always would say meditation and mindfulness. I love that language shift of like, I get to do this. Like I get to do this. And like, sometimes I think like some of the, like, I don't like everything I have to do in my business, right? Like I absolutely love connecting with people one-on-one, but you know, there's paperwork and there's filings and there's different things. It's like, is that what I dreamed of doing? Absolutely not. But it needs to get done because it allows me to have the incredible career as a gift I get to have. So sometimes like also that reframe of like, I wished for this. I hoped and I prayed and I wanted this badly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is the work part that goes into it. And you know what? As I grow, like I love to outsource stuff. I'm like, oh, I can outsource that. Amazing. Amazing. So it's like that working towards that. So I think like just remember, like giving yourself that little perspective of just like a lean back and go like, hmm, you know what? It's pretty incredible. I get to go to the grocery store and like pick whatever it is I want to eat for dinner. I remember when I was a kid and I used to be like, mm, I really don't want to eat that. <laughs> like you get to pick. That's amazing. Right. Yeah. Like there's something so joyful about responsibility. 
day and I, so I think like that's another tip I can find is like joy in the responsibility because if you when you take responsibility for things you enact the power to change things the way you want it to be so finding the joy and responsibility makes it so much easier to change things so if something is out of alignment it's a great way to kind of move it over but bring awareness to it there's so much science to this where it's like experience the awe like the little micro awes of life so it's like um giving yourself that time if it's just like five minutes during the day or like really act with curiosity kids are a great example of this if you're around a kid who's under the age of seven like everything is like oh wow like for the first time this is amazing like all of that kind of like like have some curiosity with things some curiosity and some play and like yeah that's a muscle that we all have that we kind of let weaken as we get older so enact play and even if it's just set a timer for five minutes it's like okay let's look at curiosity like let's look at my job with curiosity let's look at this event with curiosity and making those choices finally I would say boundaries are the big one mm-hmm. and I don't like to think of boundaries as walls but very much as like drawbridges that you can put them up or down in all those little islands around you like I always find that the analogy of like a wall is like okay yeah but if a wall like crumbles down you're just like okay fine whatever but the thing with boundaries is you have choice so starting your day going like okay what boundaries am I enacting today is it a boundary around maybe it's social media you know I'm not in the headspace for it today so that's my boundary is it the boundary or with love around maybe a family member or your partner of like you know what I can't talk about this today not today right is it that self-boundary so I think boundaries are another way to because then it allows you to focus as to what it is you want to pay attention to mm-hmm. and then just pay it and then if you see things like it says a drawbridge up down up down like it brings again the awareness of like choice mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. I love everything that you said. I wrote a couple notes while you were talking. Um, the one with uh, just to pay attention to, you know, children, I think animals as well, like they just kind of yeah. like humble you and bring you back down to earth a little bit and make you appreciate very little things. Like when I mm-hmm. got a dog, like it really made me appreciate just getting outside in nature a lot more, which was something maybe I took for granted before, but like seeing my yeah. dog like excitement just to go outside for a walk like that was the highlight of his whole life you know what I mean like it really brought me back down to earth and like brings you into the moment a little bit more I'm Um, a dog owner as well and I have to say there's nothing better than the feeling of like when you walk through the door and how excited your dog will get like like, (laughs) I absolutely yeah no it's it's the best feeling ever and as you said it's like it's like that walk like especially throughout the pandemic my dog knew the walk that we were doing like the same walk right like you kind of get into these routines but yeah. every time he was over the moon, he was like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. Exactly. So, yeah, it's no, like I the think same you're, you're totally right. Every day. Yeah, but they yeah. love it. <laughs> like, I get to pee on this tree today and this tree and this tree. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let, like, yeah, like how exciting is that? And mm-hmm. apply that to your life. Like, yeah, I get to connect with clients. I get to do this. I get to, I get to, right? Huge shift with that yeah totally and it's just like sometimes you all you need is something like that to bring you back to reality a little bit more mm-hmm. um, whether it be an animal or, or children or something like that to make you appreciate the little things in life did you watch the movie soul by disney yes no i i love that like yeah when i first saw it i was like 
where was this movie when I was a kid? I know, it was so good, but it reminds me of the the moment where Joe, or 22 as Joe, is like sitting mm-hmm. on the sidewalk and just like looking up at a tree and like as the leaves are sort of falling off because it's fall season and mm-hmm. they're just in awe, like watching the leaves fall down through the sunlight. And that moment of that movie like really, really stuck with me because that is life. It's just like the little, little moments that sort of mm-hmm. bring you back and like keep you in reality I guess and it's not like chasing the titles like we were talking about or or, you know all of the things all of the time it's really just taking those moments to just be um yeah I thought that kind of tied in with what we were talking about but I I just love the message in that that movie an activity I give with my client my one-on-one clients a lot is like when they go on vacation and I'm like okay I want you to be aware what are the things that are bringing you joy when you're on vacation right So if it's like when you're in a different city, you love just exploring, you love Mm -hmm. just walking around like for three hours with no place to go when you're in a new city. Is it the type of, and obviously like pandemic limits some of the stuff, but is it the exploring of the museums? Is it the fact that you don't check your phone for four hours because like the data plan would be ridiculous if you did, but take note of all of that and then realize you can recreate that when you're back at your, at home, at reality, right? So Mm -hmm. if it's like you love walking around for three hours, like, okay, do that in your own city. Like I, I'm in Toronto and I've been here for quite some time. I have not been on all the streets of Toronto, right? And so it's much like, okay, if I'm going to take that time to explore a city such as like London or Paris or Varanasi, like I should do that here as well. So I think like vacation mode that we go on, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot that we can actually learn from that and apply to our own life. Because it's like, we're the ones who create that story that, oh, we get like vacations automatically better and we get to be a better person or this or that, whatever. It's like, no, you're the same person. So the things that feed you there, like how can we anchor that back into your life? Like I have some clients where it's like, oh yeah, when I'm on vacation, I absolutely love water. I'm like, okay, so let's find water in your life. Is there like, wherever you live, is there a body of water that like be it a river, be that, how can we connect to that? So it's like, people have time to do that. I would say like, even reflectively think back about some of your happiest moments and actually what, like in location-based like like I said like a vacation or something like that and where can you bring some of that into your day-to-day life that is such a good tip I would have never thought of that but it's true it's like when we're on vacation we're in that like heightened sense of happiness and you know there's that thrill and the relaxation and yeah we sort of check out a little bit more and step into ourselves a little bit more than we do in Mm -hmm. our day-to-day lives so it's like what are those things that stand out to you most when you're on vacation and for me a lot of the time too is because I'm disconnected or I'm walking around somewhere different like people watching and just I don't know I'm the kind of person who loves to like walk the streets and just you know find all the cool little nooks and crannies in a city yeah that's that's really really interesting a good uh, reflection project um so I recently attended a workshop that you held the power purpose and productivity and Mm -hmm. I love that presentation that you gave and I really wanted to have you on the podcast because there was a portion of that presentation that just totally stuck out to me and I thought would be of such great value to the audience as well you were basically talking about the north star and how that's the brightest star in the sky and you know in our lives we should each of us should have sort of that north star that we're aiming towards within our lives and you know all of the other stars they're beautiful and they're all there as well but they're they can sort of just be distractions I don't know I feel like I'm not articulating it's all good it's all good (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, I would love for you to dive into that analogy a little bit more for us because I just thought it was very, very powerful to hear. So like just to preface this, I've always loved, I've always loved astrology and I've always loved astronomy. And when I was a kid, I remember when the one thing I asked for for Christmas was I got like a telescope and I had all the eyewitness space books and I could just sit there and look. And so I knew all the constellations and such. I also grew up in a small town. So it's like, you could really see the stars. So as you said, the North star Polaris, it is the brightest star. And it's also the star used like way back when for in terms of navigation for ships. And it's also when you look at astrology, especially in the Northern hemisphere, it's where all uh, and the constellations are all based around North, like you find it and you can find everything else from there. So this analogy into our life is as we go through life, we are chasing gold stars. There's nothing wrong with gold stars, right? Like gold stars are like, hey, you get your high school diploma, you get your post-secondary. It's like that job achievement. It's a, and gold stars are easy for other people to see. Like they're that extrinsic thing. It's like people can understand them. You know what I mean? Like within mm-hmm. the context of our society, all of that. But then there's the North Star that if you just look up at the stars and you don't really know what you're looking for, you can easily kind of miss it. But once it's pointed out to you, you can't help but go to it first. You see it first and then suddenly everything you can kind of connect from that. So I'm in this belief that it's like we all have a North Star. We all have a purpose. We all have, that is what drives us, wakes us up. It's fueled by passion. It is resilient beyond belief. And as we're achieving those gold stars that kind of make up the constellations, like they can line up with the North Star. They can be on the path, but a gold star is not going to satisfy you the way that a mission around your North Star will. So in my own example, it'd be like, yeah, gold star is getting my certifications as a coach right? My purpose in life is not to be a coach. My purpose in life is human potential. It's to to empower others to be the best version of themselves. That coaching certification helps me do that. So it's like the gold star to on, on the way to the North Star. There's other things to be like, to me, it's a success if every client I get is a gold star, right? But again, on the path to the North Star, it's net, it's insatiable, right? I'm always going to want another gold star. I'm always want to grow my impact for the constellations and everything. So I think the thing is with, especially when we're kids and we're growing up and like, especially in those high school and like our youth, like the early twenties years and all that, the world is selling you gold stars and that's okay. Like it's out. And I, and I mean that seriously, gold stars aren't bad. <laughs> it's just like do that with compassion, but it's when when I talk to clients and I'm like, yeah, I've achieved this, I've achieved this, I've achieved this. And anybody else would go like, oh my God, that's amazing. But they're like, yeah, but I still don't know what I want. Like mm-hmm. it feels good, but it wears off. That's when we get really clear. Okay, like what's your North Star? What it? What is the why behind all of this? And it's usually something that's like, you can do it in many, you can achieve it through different avenues. So let's find the best avenue for you. I think it's, it's one of those things that it only comes through self-reflection. It only comes through exploration. And that is something I will say is like powerful with coaching is the aspect of like many of my clients have never held, have never been in a space, like I said, like the ones that I hold when we're working at one-on-one level of really that deep self-exploration with somebody who's just team them who has no vested like 
I'm not your family. I'm not your partner. I'm not your friends. I don't have this story as to who you are. There's not the baggage. It's, I, I don't know the gold stars. You can tell them to me. It's like, okay, cool. All I'm here for is for you to connect to your North star and like, how can we make sure that all the different areas of your life touch on it or at least are on the path of it Mm -hmm. in relation so interesting do you feel like there's more gold stars out there today like I just feel like I don't know the landscape of like the internet and social media it's like there's gold star distractions sort of everywhere almost in a way that it's to the point where people just become so hyper focused on gold stars and like collecting all the gold stars that they can you lose complete sight of like who you are what you want the why behind it all Um, I know that happened to me, which is why I feel like it's probably very, very common in the digital landscape that we all live in today. Well, yeah. And again, with self-compassion, I remember hearing this once and I'll be honest, I've not checked this stat, but I remember hearing that it was like the amount of content created on the internet is equivalent to everything that was created pre-internet, but everything is like created like per day, right? Like we're all creating, we're all contributing to this thing. So I think it's, and then just through globalization and like the size of our population and all of that stuff, right? Like, yeah, there are more gold stars than there were, or at least there's, it's easier to be aware of them, right? Mm -hmm. So I do think that there is a level of distraction. I would say like, as I said, the gold stars aren't bad. Like it's a matter of deciding like, okay, what does this serve me? And seeing them for what they are, that it's like, you're not going to be completely like it's an achievement, it's going to feel good, but you're not going to be fulfilled by it, right? In terms of, I think like a, another important distinction between the gold star and the, the North star is very much that intrinsic versus extrinsic, right? So if you start to feel like I am doing this for somebody, I am doing this for someone, which yeah, we all have elements of that we need to do that <laughs> within our life. But ask yourself, how many of the things am I doing? Am I doing for people? Um I'm seeing a lot of this in the workplace right now with the different corporations that I work with where we're seeing this phenomena called the great resignation right now, mainly driven like by millennials and Gen Z. And I think a big thing is like, thanks to automation, thanks to the internet, thanks to all these things that have come, we are now much more in tune with what we I think like it's it's harder to drown out as much as there's the all this distraction it's harder to drown out that noise because we can see all these things that we're told are going to give us purpose well now it can be done automated now it can be done this way now it can be done right so it's like oh okay so who am I right so do you think millennials and Gen Z have an advantage of that they are a bit more that they're questioning to find that North Star for all of them. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you're seeing this in the workplace where it's like some of these gold stars can't keep people, <laughs> right? Like you can, for some, after a certain point, a salary increase is not going to keep people if they feel like you don't value them. And I think that's the other thing too, is like a North Star will always reaffirm your value because it doesn't need to be validated extrinsically because intrinsically, you know it, like, you know, like, you know, like the sky is blue that it is you and it 
it will work out whatever it is yeah it'll be very interesting to see like the shifts especially I'm sure you'll see so much of it Mm -hmm. as time goes on and more there's more like millennial owned companies and gen z owned companies like how much things will shift in in years time compared to how they were before I sometimes say that I'm like the millennial boomer translator at times like especially (laughs) in the companies I've worked in in the last like five six years where it's like yeah that's what I'm doing is that it's like you're both saying this, you both want the same thing, but you're saying it in a different way. And mm-hmm. I think like, if, if I can give it, this is kind of an aside, but if I can give a tip to anybody that one of a, a trick that I also use in terms of awareness and stuff is like, when I think about other people or my feelings or judgments of someone else, be it positive or negative, I always finish the sentence with, and so am I, because you can only recognize what's within you. So if I think that this person's being really difficult, and so am I. So where am I different? And what what's triggering me? And sorry, I shouldn't use the word triggering, but like what is bringing awareness to that part of me, and why that's bugging me, right? If I think somebody is like incredible, and I'm like I'm seeing their social media, I'm like, oh my god, like she's really going for it, and she's making it happen. And so am I, because I can only recognize parts of myself. So just like another trick in terms of like awareness, I think is that's another part that somebody might be expressing in a different way, but realizing that you can only recognize in others and seeing others things that are inherently already present within yourself Mm -hmm. yeah that's something I like to speak on a lot it's like everything in life is your mirror yeah Mm -hmm. whether it be good or bad you know those things that might irk you that you see or in somebody else especially if it's a stranger and something they're doing is like so irking you like ask yourself why because it might be something within yourself that you don't like Um, Mm -hmm. and same on the flip side if there's something positive it's obviously because that uh, inspires you and it sparks something within you that you know you can do as well or you have the potential to be or to hold the space for, sure. for. yeah in terms of potential too like another one I always like go back to is like you do not desire anything that you don't inherently know you can have mm-hmm. and I think that's the difference between desire and like oh be nice to have like here's the thing the Olympics happened this year Part of me would go like, oh my God, it must be so cool to be an Olympic athlete. No part of me wants to be an Olympic athlete. Sure. Like if I could snap my fingers and suddenly have like this incredible athletic ability, great. But there's no desire there. But when I see something like like a personal goal of mine definitely is publishing a book and I go, yeah, I, I want that because I know I can do it and I know it's capable and I know I have it within me. So I think like that's another thing to really tune into and that can really help in terms of North Star and Gold Star things is going like anything and we know the difference between a want and a desire, right? Like desire will fulfill you. Desire is, it will drive you. It's insatiable. It's usually been there in some form for years since you, for as long as you can remember when a want can be more of like a gold star placement thing. So like a, just another differentiator for if people want to see kind of like, is this a gold star or is this a North star? Yeah, that's kind of interesting too. Like a good self-reflection tool. Like if you are maybe someone who's unclear of what you want or mm-hmm. what your purpose is, like what sparks something within you that somebody else is doing, like your example, you want to publish a book. So it's like, if you see someone online who's publishing a book like that probably sparks something within you whether it be jealousy or whether it be you know happiness for them or something whatever emotion sparks to you it's because that's something you want for yourself so 
if I don't know if someone out there is maybe not sure of their wants it's like what sparks some sort of emotion within you and digging a little bit deeper ask yourself why that sparks an emotion and I think that's a cool way to get maybe to more of a root cause I think like jealousy yeah like jealousy and envy can be a very good indicator of things right so if your gut reaction is to then trash it it's like "Mm, okay something's really missing here so I'm very much like feel the feelings and just don't place judgment on it. And then just hold a container for yourself to explore those, be that through journaling, be that like work with a coach, work with like different feelings. If you feel the need that you should be with a therapist, but like work, feel the feelings and learn from the feelings. Thoughts are patterns. Thoughts are, thoughts can be programmed. When I would say like feelings can really come from your intuition so before you place the judgment of like good or bad feelings, figure out what is it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And one more thing, like before we wrap up, I'm just, I'd love a little maybe like advice or something like say someone mm-hmm. is very unclear of their North star and like all mm-hmm. the gold stars are like very shiny and everywhere. <laughs> What's like maybe a, a little tangible tip that for someone to narrow down how to find their like true north star for sure so I think here's the thing it's not something that can be happened that can just happen in one session right like mm-hmm. it, it again kind of like it's easier to connect the dots like I know hindsight 2020 is a whole new meaning now after last year but like there's something about that but um give yourself space to do this I think like that's the most important part because like as we just as we talked about in this conversation like people will fill with distraction and all of that so give yourself space to actually explore this if you're a pen and paper person or if you're more of a like you need to verbalize it and talk it through I'd say like use a voice recorder on your phone to do it give yourself space to look at like okay what have I achieved and then on like a scale of one to ten give it a value like how do I feel about it now like it felt really good when it happened but what do how do I feel about it now And then from there, go like, okay, so the things that have given me the most purpose, the most like I'm alive and totally present and I'm the truest form of my being, what do they have in common? And that's what's going to start to put you on the path of the North Star. A North Star is not a job. A North Star is not something that you arrive at. It is a practice. It is always present and it will guide you. Like I said, like those ships that you had to use it in order to be able to go around the world, right? Like, and, or if you get lost in the forest, that's how you're going to get home. The North Star is a point of guidance. So it's not going to be something that you do, right? It will be something that you are. So as I said, mine in terms of empowering people to be the pure, like the purest essence of who they are. That could have shown up in a bunch of different ways, which is right now, yeah, coaching is the best way for me to do it. So reevaluate, look at the things that have brought you the most joy in your life, see like what's in common there. And then from there, look at like the gold stars that are going to align with that. So if it's something around creativity, it's going to be your North Star, being able to create something out of nothing, being able to create like, okay, so then from there, how can we bring more creativity into your life? Not just in your career, but also on the daily in your familial life and with your relationships, with your own personal wellness, like how can we flex that? So that would be my advice on self-reflection. Get it out, look at it, take a view of it. Ideally, if you, like I said, if you can speak with a coach or somebody, but if you have like a really trusted person that you feel is like completely team you, 
and just going to hear you out, talk to them about that. Like another thing I always think of it is like, and you'll see this, um, just like that quote that I shared on social media that you shared about, like some people being certain would rather be certain in their misery than take mm -hmm. the risk of happiness. Um, a visualization I always use is kind of like a blue bubble or yellow bubble, where it's like a blue bubble is something of a crab bucket where it's like, it's always like, it's kind of down, you know, things are never great. It's always awful. Like it could be worse. It can be like, and those are those people, you, you know them, right? Where they're not totally happy for you, where it's like, hey, something good happens. And like, you're going to hear, but like, oh, but you could, this could all be taken away. Or like, oh, you don't, you don't know, there's like a risk about this. Or like, they are certain in their misery and that's okay. It's a false sense of community and they're there. And like, you know, there's everything you want in a blue bubble, like your, your needs can be met. The yellow bubble, you have all the same things, but it's a, it's a, it's harder. You got to rely on yourself a bit, right? It's like the choosing of the hard. There's people there who they're just like team you. They're just happy for your happiness. They are going to be the ones who it's like, Hey, that wouldn't work for me, but I'm really happy this is working for you. And I will support you in living your dreams. I will support you in making this happen. So I think if you can get very clear within your life, like yellow bubble, blue bubble, and be discerning with this, like you don't need to share this list with anybody but yourself. But it's like, I know that there are people in my life that are blue bubble. And it's like, that's okay. That's not where my growth is coming from. That's not who I am. And that's okay. Like, I love those people with all my heart. I don't think any less of them. But I'm also not going to go with my big dreams and plans and stuff. Like, once it's happened, I will let them know. <laughs> but when it's in those, like, infancy stages of, like, where it's delicate and it's not fully formed, it's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to protect this. I'm going to put my jacket on. And then when I come back into my yellow bubble, I'm just going to, like, okay, we're good. Let's wash off this blue, right? And then go exercise back in that. So I think like that's another tip is like when you're exploring this stuff, like again, it's not a judgment. It's not thinking any less, but like be clear, like set yourself up for success to like, who are the people that I can talk about these scary things? Mm -hmm. I remember when I was making the change to start this company, I still remember the day sitting in my parents' living room and one of my friends, and I was just home for the weekend. And it was one of my friends who's over and I was like, I know this sounds crazy because at the, that point coaching was not, like I said, like people thought it was about like it was only sports related or they're like, well, oh, like a personal trainer. I was like, I know this sounds crazy. And I know like from the corporate workforce, I was told you don't fit here anymore because of your abilities. But I believe there has to be a better way. I want to figure out how to do it and I want to change it. That's what I do every single day now. Like if I could go back to that Chelsea years ago and say like, don't worry, it's going to work out. <laughs> Part of her was still scared that it wouldn't, but it did. And it has, and it's better than I could have imagined. And, I, and I'm so excited about what's coming. So I think like she was a yellow bubble person for me that she was like, yeah, I can't see how it's going to happen. But if anybody can do it, it's you. Yeah. And you need that. You need yellow bubble people. Yeah. <laughs> I even just found that moving recently, like I'm um, trying to make a lot of new connections and I've, I've been evaluating myself after each interaction that I have and really checking in with my intuition and asking myself, how do I feel after leaving this interaction? And if I'm feeling drained or if I'm feeling like I'm doubting myself and what I'm doing, then it's probably not, you know, maybe those are the blue bubble people that I don't want to be surrounding myself with in this moment in time um yeah. and it's like finding those yellow bubble people where you're like okay this feels good 
I, I know I'm on the right track. I'm knowing, I know I'm doing the right thing because had your friend have been like, you're crazy, Chelsea, like, what the heck do you think you're doing? That's going to fail yeah. like this and that, you know, that can really get in your mind too. And maybe it could have set you down a path that was completely different and maybe not yeah. something you were as aligned with because we always want, you know, opinions of friends and families, but it's also important to like tap it back in with our own intuition and not get too swayed by what other people might think of, mm-hmm. of what we're doing. For sure. And it's, it's like at the end of the day, you've got, I am my safest bet. I've got my own back. And it's like, I know my people have my back too. And you know, like those people who are in the blue bubble. Yeah, they have my back. It's, it's again, I just want to be very clear. It's like not a judgment on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, it's a kindness to them. And it's a kindness to myself. Like, who am I going to talk about this stuff with? Mm-hmm. And, and just and knowing that. So then it's like, I'm not setting myself up for fail. It's also like in the yellow bubble, I always say it's like, it's when if something goes wrong, because things will go wrong. Like I have had different career experiences where I'm like, wow, this is really blown up. This is, <laughs> this, this is not good. And they're the people who will just sit there and they're not going to dismiss you. They're not going to validate you. They're not going to be like, and it's not, I told you so, or it's not like, oh, I think like you should just leave this and go back to corporate or something like that. Right. Like they're the ones who are like, this sucks. I'm going to sit here. I'll just sit here. I'll sit in the discomfort with you. So I think like, that's another thing is like, yellow bubble you can sit in discomfort when the blue bubble you're going to try to avoid it like the play mm-hmm. honestly I could talk to you all day about this kind of stuff um but I would love for you to share with us like where can we find you online how can we connect with you how can we book a session with you so my on Instagram the best uh, my handle is at underscore Chelsea C-H-E-L-S-E-A Montgomery M-O-N-T-G-O-M-E-R-Y shoot me a DM something on there my website is definitely the best way in terms of if you're going to book a session uh www.chelsea-montgomery.com yeah I love to connect with people and I always mean this I remember going to a conference when I was in school like when I was in post-secondary and the speaker he was like oh you know what if you want help with something reach out to me and there was like this room full of like 500 people and it was like this entrepreneurship like a word thing and he was like, I say this every time I go to speak at events. He's like, and at best, I get maybe five to 10 people actually follow up with me. He's wow. like, but I'm telling you, I'll help you. And he's like, and everybody comes up to me and says they're going to follow up. And that always stuck with me because I did follow up. And I have to say, he was incredibly impactful with my entrepreneurial journeys, like even before coaching. Because I just like sent, I was like, okay. And like, part of me was scared. Part of me is like, who am I? <laughs> who has done nothing when this person has achieved so much and has shaken up an industry, who am I to reach out to him? Who am I? And I was like, no, he gave me a permission. So like when I say this, like if there is something you have a question about this North Star, you have a, if there's like that little, like, oh, I need to talk about this further. Like, please reach out. Cause I, as I said before, I believe that we all deserve to be in a plan A. Amazing. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. This was a great conversation. Thank you, Erin. I really appreciate it. So that wraps up today's conversation. I really hope you enjoyed this one. I literally could have talked to Chelsea for hours, but I wanted to share a few of my favorite takeaways from today's conversation. The first one being you are a human being, not a human doing. I friggin love that. So what are the things about you 
that actually make you good at whatever it is that you do? I think that's such a good question to stew on, to think about, um, because sometimes we do wrap ourselves up. We wrap our identities up in those extrinsic things. So definitely a good one to think about. Another one of my favorite takeaways is finding joy in responsibility. So when you're able to take responsibility for things, you then enact the power to change things. Loved that. Then, of course, what is your North Star? So what's that thing that drives you, that fulfills you? Because there are a lot of gold stars out there, a lot of gold stars going on in the universe, and they aren't a bad thing, but I think it's also very important to be careful not to get lost in all the gold stars to a point where you lose complete sight of your North Star. Another one of my favorite takeaways is whether you think something positive or negative about another person add in and so am I at the end of it I love 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 that because a lot of the times we only recognize and see in others the things that we already like inherently have within ourselves and the last thing is you do not desire anything that you don't inherently know you can have I want to repeat that one You do not desire anything that you don't inherently know that you have. Super powerful. So those are my favorite takeaways. Feel free to let me know yours as well. You can uh, jump on Instagram to connect. I'm over at Erin Elizabeth with two H's. And I will also leave all of Chelsea's details in the description of this episode so you can connect with her as well. So I hope you enjoyed listening along and I will catch you next week.